0: Warren, it's cover to time. Excited about this one because the 49ers just came off a big win against the Rams.
1: Absolutely. Victory podcast is always the best podcast. It really
0: is. You know, <laughs> it just it just feels so much better uh, to be coming off a victory. Now the 49ers are 4-4. Four and four. We're in the midst of a bye week. Uh, the 49ers were a part of the trade deadline. They did not buy. They sold a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but I think that's good news is coming from that. Of course, we'll get into all that. Absolutely. But 49ers <laughs> versus Rams. 49ers take control of the NFC West as far as uh, in-division in wins. 3-0, and they have yet to play the Cardinals, but they own wins over the Rams and Seahawks, the two you know other teams that are towards the top of the division. What did this game signify to you about this 49ers team, and do you think the 49ers uh, are ready to roll now coming out of this bye week?
1: Uh, this victory, to me, it signifies that what, what we already knew going into this game, that the Niners, they own the Rams. So... Um, well, I think out of the last nine matchups, they've only beat us once. So, I mean, that's eight victories. Jimmy G's undefeated against this team in the regular season. So the Niners, they absolutely, they they dominate this team. Um, hopefully this is a good sign going forward. Hopefully this is the type of team that we're going to see week in and week out. Um, I, I, I hope this is the team we see. I mean, the schedule is kind of, it is kind of tough the rest of the way out. I mean, you have our next week, we got the Chargers. Uh, you have Tampa Bay. We don't know how they're going to be. Um, and then you have Seattle. You have Seattle lingering as well, and Arizona's giving us problems. So um, I definitely, I definitely hope this is the team that we're going to see week in and week out because this is the type of team I feel like could make a run. You know, could get into the playoffs and can make noise. And this is the time of the season where we start to get on a run where it, the team is starting to put chemistry, uh, got chemistry at all positions, and uh, starting to really put things together.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting is you got the Rams versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Uh, and if it doesn't go the you know whichever team loses, that is going to have an uphill battle to be able to make the playoffs this year. Being three and six is not where you want to be. So I think that you're you're seeing some of these teams of the four years are going to be playing in the remainder of their schedule. Kind of struggling. Uh, you have the Chargers. They're not healthy. Uh, they have multiple receivers out. And I think that's going to be a real problem for them. Then, like you said, Tampa Bay hasn't played up to their potential this year. New Orleans has been up and down. They got Andy Dalton at quarterback. There's a lot of winnable football games for the 49ers. I think what the good news is, in this game, they figured out how to score touchdowns. They didn't kick field goals. They, They scored touchdowns. First series in the first half, didn't end well. First series in the second half, didn't end well. But besides that, it was touchdowns. It was scoring. It was the 49ers taking advantage of opportunities. Big reason why... Is because they had Christian McCaffrey going off. You know, we talked a little bit about McCaffrey's addition last week, but this week, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he did it all for the 49ers. They were without Debo Samuel, they were without Jawan Jennings, two guys who have made big time impacts for the 49ers against the Rams over the last several meetings, but McCaffrey got it done in all categories. What did you think about McCaffrey? And, you know, what What do you think about him and the way Kyle Shanahan's using him in this offense? It
1: was a dynamic performance, man. It was, if you're a Niner fan, how you're not excited. Yeah. I mean, to see what he did and what, what Shanahan came up with, with what, he's only been with the team with about a couple of weeks now. Yep. So to see what he came up with in a short period of time, it was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what Shanahan has in his bag. I mean, like, the play calling to me was, it was like the most excited I've been since probably this season, you know? I mean, last year... What Shanahan was able to do with Debo had everybody excited all season. Um, and now you had this new wrinkle of Christian McCaffrey, and we seen what he could do, throw the ball, catch the ball, and we all know he can run and how shifty he is out the backfield. It was just it was just a dynamic performance, and I hope we see that more going forward. Um, and he can stay healthy, you know, and that's that's gonna be the main thing. Staying healthy for the rest of the season and season, and I know we get Eliza Mitchell back, which is gonna help out as well to uh to to uh, give uh, Christian McCaffrey a little break here and there. But um, I was excited, man. I love to see it. I can't wait to see what, what Shanahan adds going forward because Shanahan right now, he's in his bag.
0: <clears throat> yeah, he's excited. And I, I why not? When you have a player like this that can create not only in the run game, which he came through some really small holes in that football game, um, was able to explode out and make plays, but also in the passing game, it felt like this offense finally had a missing piece that it hadn't had That it needed, and I think that's what you're looking for, and that's why you go out and you offer up the amount of draft capital you do to get Christian McCaffrey, because you feel he's a complete difference maker, which he has shown to be so far already. Uh, That was a big-time performance against the Rams. They had no answers for him, and I wonder what that (laughs) means for the rest, and when we get a little bit farther into this episode, we're going to talk about if this offense is elite or can be elite for the remainder of the season. But I think Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel is something I want to see. And not the Kansas City Chiefs version that we saw where Christian only been there for two days, didn't understand everything that's going on, asking questions in the huddle, but one that is schemed in, understands the game plan, and is able to execute. Because it felt like Christian McCaffrey made a lot of players on the 49ers' jobs easier, and he made a lot of players better.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And the main thing that I loved from what I've seen in this game was in the fourth quarter, the Niners' office had a killer instinct. Yeah, like, and I haven't seen that out of a Niners team in a long time. Where, where we completely was dominating the game, and the Niners just kept pouring it on. They kept just, just, just drilling the Rams, and you just love to see it. you're just like, all right, more and more and more, yeah. like just bury this team. You know, I mean, they beat us in the playoffs. That I feel like that was our Super Bowl that we lost last year. So it's like let's bury them even more. So I love to see the killer instinct that we had, and I hope I hope that's what comes with having a Christian McCaffrey. I hope that killer instinct just grows throughout the season and just, you know, instills that hunger in us from, you know, previous seasons getting so close and not getting over the hump. But now we have Christian McCaffrey. We have, we're getting healthy at the right time. And I hope this is what, what drives us to get us over the hump.
0: Yeah. What's interesting is when they were up 24, 10 and they were driving, they had to just had the big play to Ross Dwelly down the field where uh, Jimmy got him down there. And, I you know I was watching the game with my dad and I looked over at him and I said you know what if Kyle Shanahan dials up a pass right here on third down and and they go for the touchdown Kyle Shanahan has full belief in Jimmy Garoppolo being able to operate this offense because you could easily run the ball again kick the field goal go up thirteen let your defense play your defense had done so good in the second half but he didn't he said you know what let's run this play here let's put McCaffrey out in the flat let's you know run George Kittle over on the over route. All the way across and Jimmy made an absolutely fantastic throw, Uh, but that showed a little bit of trust and let's talk a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo because I thought Jimmy played really well. I thought he had a couple of passes that got away from him. Um, The one that you know, the one where you got um, Ramsey Ramsey jumping across and tipping the ball. I don't think that was as close to being intercepted as the second one, but I think in the second one, I thought it was just a great play by Jalen Ramsey Acting like he was gonna blitz and then falling off, and Jimmy making a hot route read, thinking, "Oh, here comes Ramsey. I've got to get this out to Kittle." So I thought it was a good All Pro caliber play from Ramsey, even though he doesn't secure the interception. But besides that, I felt like Jimmy Garoppolo not only took what the defense gave him, but threw very catchable footballs to almost every single player he threw to.
1: Right, and I mean, this is all you could ask for, Jimmy. This is the type of Jimmy I think all Niner fans want is just being decisive, make make good decisions run the offense and put points on the board, you know? So the performance Jimmy put on against the Rams, I, I wasn't mad at all. I was, I was actually usually most of the time when I'm watching Jimmy, I'm on the edge of my seat I'm just like, uh, like, yeah, cause some of the passes you throw, you're like, man, that, that should have been picked. Um, but against the Rams, I, I thought he played confident. I thought he played well. And I, right. you can see like he was almost playing like with a little bit of swagger, you know? And I've seen that a lot of them this season in spurts, you know, sometimes, you know, it's 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 typical old Jimmy that we've seen. And then other times you're like, OK, Jimmy, like I see you, you know, like trying to play for a contract next year with somebody else. Or I don't know what it is, trying to show Shanahan up a little bit. But um, I love the confidence that he played with against the Rams. And I hope we see more of that Jimmy going forward because I think that's what we're going to need uh, later down the line.
0: I think Christian McCaffrey made things tremendously different for Jimmy Garoppolo <clears throat> because Jimmy Garoppolo, Normally, he's looking over the middle, looking over the middle, looking over, the, find, trying to find somebody, and then he forces the football a lot of times, where it looks like he shouldn't have thrown the football, and he's just trying to make something happen. With McCaffrey, it felt like the offense was at a different level because if he didn't find something, then he found McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, if it, that wasn't there, he found you know Jeff Wilson Jr. or he found uh Brandon Ayuk. Maybe Brandon Ayuk was supposed to be a decoy, but Jimmy's willingness to take what the defense was going to give him and then put the ball to wherever he needed it to get. Was huge. Also, he moved around in the pocket well. Again, the touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's not even supposed to be a part of the play. He's only designed to get, uh, you know, the attention of the defense. But Jimmy moves up in the pocket and then comes back out, locates McCaffrey. McCaffrey does the great thing of, you know, doing something. Hey, my my quarterback's moving. I need to make something happen. Goes from the flat, takes off upfield, and Jimmy throws an absolute. You know, wonderful passing. Christian went up and got it. It was a great catch. Right. Uh, but I thought that overall, it just showed kind of the growth of Jimmy in this offense. This was the best Jimmy that I think we've seen this year. And I'm optimistic about Christian McCaffrey's ability to open up the offense for the rest of the players.
1: I agree. And what I find fascinating is just, I don't know how active everybody is on Instagram, but I see the bonding going on with the team. You know, I seen it was uh it was juice, Christian McCaffrey, the Halloween party, the Halloween party. And, and just seeing the guys hang out. It's like, you love to see that, you yeah. know, cause that, that translates to the field, you know, like when, the, when the team is getting along off the field and they have the chemistry and you know, everything is molding and blending. Like you see that on the field and you could kind of see the chemistry starting to b- uh, build between Jimmy G and Christian McCaffrey and it's interesting to see cuz it, it almost like they're like a puzzle piece. They fit each other perfectly like like e- each other's skill set is is almost like made for each other. So, um I'm 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 very fascinated about that as as the season goes on but I love to see it.
0: I do too. <clears throat> I mean this I think this is the piece Kyle Shanahan wanted to take his offense to the next level, you know, and and another piece that's going to fit very nicely is Elijah Mitchell because Elijah Mitchell set to return it was maybe an hour after Jeff Wilson Jr was traded and we're going to talk about that in a little bit uh that Matt Miyoko came out and said hey he's gotten word that Elijah Mitchell will be back for the Chargers game so Elijah Mitchell's going to be the one two punch with Christian McCaffrey I think this is a very exciting it was it's it was already exciting having Elijah Mitchell I mean and when CMC came it was like oh but now we got an all pro but now we got two legitimate number 1 running backs for Kyle Shanahan. What do you think Elijah Mitchell is going to mean to this offense and also to the reps of Christian McCaffrey?
1: Man, you almost, you look at, you look at the slate that the Niners have, like you look at our weapons and it's almost like, is it too much for Shanahan? Like, I mean, you're like, you just added Christian McCaffrey and then now you're going to add, which was our number one running back going, coming into the season. It's like, like how he's going to unleash this is just going to be so interesting to see how, how going forward. Um, i I've, I love that we have him coming back because he's going to be able to spell Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's had injury problems in the past, which all we all know about. Um, and then you have another, you have pretty much a uh starting running back behind him that could come in, carry the load. And we we've seen it. We've seen it last year when Elijah Mitchell was a rookie. He could he could carry the load for a team. We've seen him have multiple 20 uh carry games and look like he could have took more. Right. So um I think it's going to be it's going to be beautiful. You know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Shanahan puts it all together, how he uses all of them and implements Debo into that running game as well. So um, I'm a fan, man, and I just can't yeah. wait to see it get put together.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the proposition. We've seen you know, Kyle Shanahan run two, uh two running backs on the field that you know weren't use check. It wasn't a fullback, but it was two tailbacks in this last game against the Rams. I've seen him do it a couple other times during the season. Uh, but that's something I'm interested in seeing is having Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey on the field together. It was Elijah Mitchell that last year during the playoffs started catching the ball, in the backfield at a pretty high rate and doing a good job. Is he Christian McCaffrey? No, uh, but he is well-equipped to be able to be a pass catcher in this league. Right. And I think having both those guys is going to be dynamic. And if you have those two guys on the field with Debo Samuel, what kind of personnel grouping are you going to be in? The Rams elected when there was two running backs like that to go to the nickel. So if you can go to the nickel, but one of these guys can block or you can arrange it, you've got a, a situation where you can kind of develop some holes. Was well, of Kyle Shannon some advantages in personnel groupings, oh, yeah. which I'm excited about? <clears throat> and I think that's I think that Mitchell coming back is very, very good for the Niners. And I have to put this to you will the 49ers offense be elite? You just talked about all the weapons they have. Do they have too many weapons? Will this offense now take it to the next level? They score 31 points, no Debo Samuel. No Jawan Jennings, no Elijah Mitchell, yet they're making plays down the field to Ross Dwelly, Christian McCaffrey's doing it all. He's throwing, he's catching, he's running. What do you think about this 49ers offense? Can it be elite or is it still going to be just, you know, the the above average offense?
1: I think you have too much talent not to be elite. You know, um, when you look at all the pieces, I mean, you have a superstar quality player at every level of this offense and and once it's all put together and you give Shanahan, you give him a bye week to put it all together. Like, I I expect this this office to be elite for the rest of the season. I mean, there's just too much talent not to, you know. So um, I hope it all comes together. I mean, we're, like I said, it's always a wait and see. But I don't know how it can be elite.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was starting to, you know, put together the pictures and stuff for the different weapons. Uh, And it got pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, you know, when you're you're going through the wide receivers, you have two elite wide receivers in Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And then you have the elite tight end and George Kittle, because not only is he elite blocker, but he's an elite receiver as well. And then you go to the running back room and it's Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey is beyond special. I I think that there's just so many weapons. And then when you throw in the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo completed 84% of his passes, I think you've got to feel optimistic that all Jimmy really has to do is get the football into his playmaker's hands and let them make plays. And Kyle Shannon has so many different ways to scheme this thing up that it would, it would probably be uh, very disappointing if this team over the remaining games doesn't average closer to 30 points <laughs> in 2019, close to 30 points a game. I think that is kind of the the thought process is now it's time for this offense to be elite as this defense continues to get healthy and try to catch up.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm fully expecting 30 points a game. I mean, I mean, you just, I mean, you, you forget about guys like you you know, and you're just like, I didn't
0: even name him as one of those
1: weapons. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so many guys. You just have a plethora of talent and, you know, when you have the right coach to put it all together. I mean, the sky is the limit, you know? And then I hate to like talk about next year, but it's like forecasting Trey Lance in this offense. You know, and giving Shanahan a whole offseason to put together an offense with all this, with all these weapons, it's right. It's man, it's it's going to be. I would hate to coach an NFL, especially the NFC West right now with the way the Niners' offense is looking. It's 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 crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, Christian McCaffrey was the closest thing that I've seen from Kyle Shanahan to going nuclear, as far as you know, <laughs> elite players. Uh, he's got he's got the codes now. You know what yeah, I mean? He's absolutely. just got to be able to put him in and execute the game plan. And as long as this team can execute the way they did against the Rams, it's going to be tough for teams to defeat them and stop them on offense. And because they had all of those weapons, Warren, they were able to go ahead and move on from a player and get a little bit of draft capital back. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. gets traded. Uh, It came out that from Kyle Shannon and John Lynch that Jeff Wilson Jr. after the Christian McCaffrey trade went to them, went to Kyle and said, hey, you know, if if this is really going to take away from my reps and, you know, my carries and stuff, I would appreciate if you guys would move me to a different situation and being the good front office and good people that caution and John Lynch are, they said, yes, we're going to do that. And we're going to put you in a good situation. And they did. They traded him to the, to the dolphins. He's going to go back reunited with Raheem Mostert with Mike McDaniel uh, running a very similar system. And the 49ers get back mm-hmm. a fifth round pick, the same amount of capital they got from Matt Breida as well. And Breida had been a number one running back. Jeff Wilson Jr. has never been number one running back for the 49ers besides for injury reasons. So I thought that was a pretty good compensation for Jeff Wilson Jr. First off, what did you think of the trade? Uh, what do you think of Jeff Wilson Jr.? And do you think it was a good move by the 49ers?
1: I'm, I'm sad to see him go. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr., he, he's the guy that came in on drafting. He almost he proved himself. Yeah. You know, he proved himself to the organization and to the fans. To be honest, when, he, when, he, when I first seen him, I didn't like him too much. I wasn't a big fan of Jeff Wilson Jr. and I wasn't a fan of his running style, anything like that. And then over the years, he 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 grew on me, you know. Yeah. And I started to like the like him. You've seen the ability, you've seen the skill that he had, and you're just like, okay, we have something in him, you know. Like he's actually a player. He could be a he could be a difference maker in this league. So I'm I'm very sad to see him leave, especially to Mike McDaniel's, because you know he was with us. Uh, uh, he was he was he was on the Shanahan um, staff, so you know Mike McDaniel's is going to know how to use him. Yeah, you know he knows his ability. He knows going to put him in the right situations where he can make plays. So it's going to hurt to see him in Miami because you know he's going to make plays in Miami because he's just, he just he's just so comfortable with Mike McDaniel's. Um, as far as compensation in the trade, uh, the fifth pick, I'm I'm good with it. But if if it wasn't the Niners, I'd be upset. But given our history and how we handled the fifth round, yeah. I have no worries. Like, it's actually, like, for us, is almost like a second or third round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you were going to have a log jam at the running back position because Elijah Mitchell was going to get activated. So if you had, you know, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, then it would have been Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, TDP, and, you know, everyone's favorite guy. Uh, so I don't even think I have to bring him up at this point. Everyone knows Jordan Mason is everyone's favorite guy. Uh, it just, it would have been a log jam. They would have kind of have to probably release one of the young players. They want to hold on to Mason. They like him. Um, So I, I think that they needed to make a move there. And so Jeff Wilson Jr. going makes a lot of sense. I, I don't really care to see him December 4th, which we're going to do now. Him yeah. and Raheem Mostert. But I do think it's a great situation for him. Once again, the front office shows that they care about their players. That's going to make players want to play for the 49ers. And when players leave and they have nothing but good things to say about the organization, when it comes time for someone else to be a free agent, they're going to want to land in San Francisco. I think that's good news. I think Jeff Wilson's a really good guy. I think he's a very talented football player. But when it came down to it, you were going to have Elijah Mitchell who is better in every way than Jeff Wilson Jr., And you had uh, Christian McCaffrey who can do it all. So you weren't going to have as many opportunities for Jeff Wilson Jr. Fifth round comp is great, which means now you got that a fifth round pick back. You had traded one away for Christian McCaffrey. You get one back, which means now Christian McCaffrey went for a two or three and a four because you got a pick back for Jeff Wilson Jr. That's how you offset some of the damage of making a big time trade. And I thought the 49ers did a very good job at it.
1: Absolutely. and, and, I mean, the push comes to shove. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. is a free agent at the end of the year. He
0: was, and you probably weren't going to get anything back if he left in comp picks. Uh, So the Niners walk away. Now they have two third-round comp picks. They have three fifth-round picks, one sixth-round pick, and three seventh-round picks. So they have nine picks. Uh, That's a pretty good amount. None in the top 100, (laughs) uh, but they got some of those later rounds, and they've had (laughs) success in those later rounds. Now one thing that's interesting is a name was brought up by Adam Schefter this week about Odell Beckham Jr. potentially having interest in the 49ers, having interest in him. Why not? Why wouldn't this make sense? Um, he's, he was in Los Angeles last year. He chose Los Angeles over the 49ers, and that's one thing that was said by John Lynch was, well, our record wasn't good enough for him to want to come here because he wanted to win. This time, their record is good enough, and it's the Rams' record that's not good enough. What do you think about a potential Odell Beckham to San Francisco situation.
1: There's always been smoke with OBJ to the Bay. Always. I mean, I think it started from that game where we played, I believe it was on a Monday night, and he whispered in, a, uh, John, Lynch. in John Lynch's ear. So there's always been smoke, smoke since that moment. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about this, man. Like, I feel like how, we, how we're constructed right now, we're fine. Right. We, we don't need them, you know? like We don't have a glaring need for playmakers or a glaring need for a wide receiver at this point in time in our season. Um, would I love to have him? Of course, who wouldn't love to have OBJ? OBJ is, he's uber talented. You know, I, I argue with my friends all the time that I feel like he's one of the most um, most uh, athletic guys I've ever seen. Like, the guy could play any sports, soccer, baseball, basketball, anything. Um, but do this? does this team need him right now at this point in the season? My answer, I would say no. I, I don't think we need him right now. And, you know, even though he would add to the team, I just don't think it's something we need right now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm going to a little bit go the other way. And it's interesting for me because I'm not a huge fan of Odell Beckham. I thought he made one catch. I thought that, <laughs> that kind of elevated him above everything else. Everyone was looking for the next Randy Moss. He made a tremendous catch. Great. Uh, after that, he did nothing in the playoffs. He had never produced anything besides a bad picture with a bunch of teammates on a boat or in Tim's. That was all he did. Uh, It looked like a bad 90s music (laughs) video. (laughs) And he really hadn't done anything in the playoffs. He went to the Browns, nothing changed. Now, last year with the Rams, he, he proved that he could produce in the playoffs. And when he played the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, he had nine catches for over 100 yards. It was a tremendous performance by Odell Beckham. Here's why I think that the 49ers would be willing to make the move and why I think I would be willing to do that if I was in the front office. Number one. You have Brandon Ayuk as your number one guy that can create separation on his own and defeat man coverage. That's not Debo's game. That's not George Kittle's game. Right now, it's Brandon Ayuk. Danny Gray is not developed. He's not ready to go. Ray Ray McCloud can't consistently win one-on-one. OBJ can. So now you would have two guys who could win one-on-one situations with Ayuk. So if Ayuk comes off the field, you still have OBJ that can do that. Plus, if you're worried about... Danny Gray being able to be on the field, which Kyle Shannon went on uh, KMBR again and said, Danny Gray just isn't there yet. He's not running his routes consistently. He's not blocking well enough. Uh, You have to know how to line up and where to line up. It means you don't have five solid wide receivers. It means you have four because Ray Ruma is doing a pretty good job. So that means you have room. And whenever you have a guy like Odell Beckham that's going to be coming in for halfway through the year, not going to cost you a lot of money. But he could give you the opportunity to make some big things happen. And I'm going to say this to him blue in the face because people always say, oh, you don't need him. Oh, you don't need him. You need everyone you could possibly get. Why not have another playmaker that can make plays? When you're an offensive coordinator, you don't think, oh, I got enough. You think, sure, I'll take that guy, too, as long as it works. So that's part of the reason I am on the Odell Beckham bandwagon, even though in previous years, I definitely would have been off.
1: (laughs) I could definitely see both sides. I definitely see both sides. I mean, when there is a guy with his ability out there and you have the means to go get him, Okay. Yeah. Go get him. I I, I definitely see that side. I mean, he could play a role in this offense and he could play a, a big role going forward. Um, but I also see the other side, you know, this team, I feel like the way they're meshing right now, the chemistry they got going right now and what they're about to begin um, for the rest of the season, I feel like they're fine. I feel like they have all the pieces needed to make a run. Um, I do agree with you. You know, Ayuk is the, the only guy really out there that could beat man-to-man coverage. You know, Debo, that's not really his game. You know, um, if you add an Obel J- Beckham Jr., he will be able to add that to that. He's a guy that you could put out there in a man-to-man one-on-one situations, and he can get open. He can be coverage, um, but you gotta find balls. You gotta find balls to throw him his way. I mean, you have you have you have uh, Kittle. You know, you have you have Yushik, You have a plethora of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go either way. I, either, I, I would love to see it. Obviously, I would love to see OBJ in a Niner jersey. I mean, he's he's one of the most dynamic players in the league if he looks how he used to look, if he comes back healthy. Right, he's that, coming off the injury. Right, we don't know if he's going to look like the old, uh, the old OBJ, but, I mean, if he comes back 100% like the old OBJ, and we that's a move we decide to make, I'll be all in for it, but I just don't think it's something that we definitely have to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the 49ers <clears throat> had... You know, brought up guys this week uh, to play wide receiver. Malik Turner got released because he's used all of his elevations from the practice squad. You know, they keep signing and, and cutting Willie Sneed, and he ends up back on the practice squad. Right. They worked out Muhammad Sanu, Austin Mack, and a plethora of other wide receivers. I just think that if you came out in a personnel grouping at times that consisted of Brandon Ayuk, Odell Beckham with Debo in the slot, George Kittle at tight end, and CMC in the running back position. How exactly are you going to stop those guys? And you know what? You that's tell these crazy. guys, you know, you you want the football, <laughs> get freaking open. That's how you get. That's how you ensure that you're going to get the ball. Uh, but it's it's a it's it's scary to think about. And when you have the money to to you the for yourself, you know, roughly four and a half million dollars that they could play with, they have the means to get Odell Beckham Jr. I get all the hesitations about locker room and stuff. That's been my same conversations with Indama and Sue. So if it would mess up chemistry, and I know, Brandon, you kind of said boo. I don't know if he meant, like, boo in Halloween or, like, boo, I don't want him. Yeah, was Um, interesting. I don't know if it's boo, like, we'd be scary or boo, like, we don't want him. Right, right. I think if he would mess up chemistry that way, you don't want him. But Kyle Shannon's a huge fan of Odell Beckham Jr. He has been for a long time. And I just think if you're going all in, why not go all in with this nasty piece? Because Danny Gray's supposed to be your guy that takes the top off the defense, right? Now it could be Odell Beckham Jr. Because let's be honest, Matthew Stafford throws that ball farther out. He probably gets the ball on Omri Thomas. Uh, Omri <laughs> Thomas takes that pick. So I'm just saying. I mean, you got a point there. I, I know Jimmy A got the best arm <laughs> to throw down the field. He's made a couple of throws, but that fear. Uh, and plus, you know, you keep him out of the hands of some other teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, that's the, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the main point. You keep him out of the hands of other teams. Like
0: Christian McGaffrey to the Rams.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: I feel bad for the Rams. They, they tried so much. They tried to get Brian Burns, tried to give up two first-round picks. Didn't happen. Yeah. Tried to get Brandon Cooks. Didn't happen. <laughs> they end up with David Montgomery with an expiring contract. <laughs> this is the NBA, it'd be great. Uh, But let's talk about 49ers reinforcements. 49ers are going to have some guys coming back. The rumors are Eric Arms is coming back. He'll be ready for the Chargers game. Um, They're starting to get close on some other guys as well. It'll be Kinlock. It could be for the Cardinals. That'll be the week after the Chargers. That Monday night matchup, then a couple, you know, the a week after that, is he's Al Shire. The week after that, Colton McKivitz. It feels like the 40 yards are getting healthy. And all the while we got the question marks about Verett. He was activated from the pup list. What time does Jason Verett play? What do you feel about these reinforcements and when do you think they're coming back?
1: I'm I'm happy to hear the reinforcements are coming back. I mean, there's a couple guys that I'm dying to see. I'm I'm dying to see Armstead. We haven't seen him uh, since earlier this year in the season. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I'm, I'm dying to see him as well. Um, Kinlaw, I'm hearing mixed reviews, you know, um, saying that he, there's a possibility that he might miss the rest of the season, which I don't know how true or not it is or what's going on with Kinlaw, but, I mean, we could definitely use him. We need Kinlaw, you know, and we haven't even really had a full season of Kinlaw. No, um,
0: we haven't even I don't even think we've got a half a season of Kinlaw yeah, yet. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, I mean, um, <clears throat> not anything disparaging gets his play because when he's out there, he plays well. The problem is he's just not out there. Yeah. Warren. I mean, the yeah. guy just doesn't play very many football games. And I was I've been a huge fan of Kinlaw, But at some point, if he's not coming back, they have to figure something out in the defensive line. Absolutely. Um, so I am a little bit nervous about that. I'll be very happy to get Eric Armstead back. I think that's the biggest piece. Yeah. But the only other, I mean, they got T.Y. McGill. They re signed Akeem Spence to the practice squad again. I mean, yeah, those guys can go out there and rotate, but are we really good with Kevin Givens or Hassan Ridgway being a defensive line starter for the remainder of the season or the four yards? Do they need to go with like an Indominican Sue?
1: Um, I, I would be more on board with Sue than OBJ. Oh, interesting. I'd be more... I feel like that makes more sense. You know, you have a need there where you have Armstead out. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with what you're dealing with with Kinlaw. And you know what you're going to get with Sue. I mean, Sue is an absolutely dominant force in the middle. You know, I've been watching the the kids since since Nebraska. And he was... I've never heard of a defensive tackle up for the Heisman. You know, like, like, that shows you... That right there shows you his ability. I mean, the guy is an absolute beast. So if we have the ability to go get Sue... I'll go all in on that. Let's let's do it, especially if you're not going to get Ken Law back. You know, especially if Armstead's gonna be out for maybe two, like two to three more weeks. Let's go against two. He could help us in the time being, and you know what he's gonna bring to the table. Um, moving on to the secondary. I wanna see Verett. I mean, it's I'm I, to be honest, I'm very worried about Varett. You know, because Verett, you know, he got injured, it was over a year ago. You know, it was the first game of the season against Detroit. You know, so it's been over a year and he's still having, I don't know if he's having setbacks or I don't know what's going on with him. But I'm very worried about Verrett and the situation going on with him because most guys with the same injury, you, you see it with sports and medicine. A lot of guys are coming back a lot sooner, a lot earlier. Yeah. And to see him prolong for this long, we're like, what, almost nine weeks into the season I'm worried about it, you know, and we we need him. It's a it's a position of need. When Mosley went down, that was it was huge, you know. And Niner fans, we had we had Verrett in the back pocket, so I'm like okay, we'll be okay. But to still not have seen him, and we're this far into the season, I'm very worried.
0: Yeah, we're we're coming up on what 14, 15 months of Jason Verrett, you know, not playing football. Uh, the one thing I do know is the 49ers know that Jason Verrett understands his body. He has overcome these kinds of injuries a lot. And they're taking their time with it. They're making sure Jason Verrett is healthy. And I think it's a smart move. I think if there was really no chance of him coming back, they would have just went ahead and pulled the plug when they had to activate him to the 53-man roster. But they didn't. They're giving it time. And Kyle Shanahan's words at the beginning of the season are ringing so true for how they feel about this team. I don't think they actually thought they were going to need Verrett uh, because they had Mosley. But he said, I don't care if we get him back after week four, which was the first time that he was going to go on IR or Week 8, or Week 17. I don't care. I just want him for when the games matter most. So they're going to take their time with him, and when he's ready to go, it is going to be, you know, hopefully lights out. Hopefully it's not going to be 2019 Pittsburgh. It's going to be more 2020, you know, Jason Vret ready to go. And I think that the good news is we play one more game on turf. The rest is on natural grass. That's good news for him. And you're right. He did have a minor setback when he was working out at Greenbrier. He had a little bit of knee soreness that they were worried about. But they said last week was the best week he's had the entire time. Which means he's getting accustomed to playing football again. Getting used to pushing and pulling and tugging. And that knee's going to get better. So I'm optimistic. But I think anything we get out of Jason Brett's a bonus. We can't expect to get anything out of him. Which means... Yama Lenore has to be the starting corner right now hopefully it's Varet, but I mean we just don't know
1: yeah and, and i, I wonder wondering and for that reason because I mean what do you see out of the uh, Amador and, and Ambry especially Ambry and I'm I'm very disappointed in Ambry it, it's it's alarming you yeah. know and I mean to see like the roller coaster Ambry's on you know he started off the season last year bad You know, then he came on late towards the end of the season. And then the way he started this year in in training camp and now how he's playing the regular season, it's like, what's going on there? You know, it's, 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 I just don't understand what's going on with Ambry. And, you know, if we have to put Ambry in, let's say something happens to uh, Diamondor and he goes down and now we're, we're, we're to Ambry. I'm very worried. You know, this is a passing league. I mean, pretty much every team you play or hear going out, they have a legit number one receiver. You know, and sometimes the number two receiver could be number one in some situations, you know. And so when you're calling upon Ambry and he's playing the way he is, you know, next guy up, we need you to step up and 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 play up to your potential. It could be, it, it, it's alarming.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about if that situation happens. If Guillermo Lloro is hurt uh, and Ambry Thomas has to go in, I'm, I'm not comfortable with no. that. From what I've seen from Ambry Thomas, as soon as he goes in, every single team attacks him right mm-hmm. away. And, and they should, because he hasn't proven yet that he can win consistently in this league. Lenore competes. Lenore competes. Right. Play in and play out. Samuel Womack competes. Play in and play out. Dudes, Womack do that great right now? No, not on the outside. He's just better in the nickel. Um, But, I mean, I wonder if that actually happened, if they wouldn't just go with Kadar Holman, or if they would, you know, off the practice squad, or if they would go with a Dante Johnson. They Dante might feel Johnson, more comfortable yeah. with those guys, which is, is sad to say. That's why they really need they really need Jason Brett to be healthy, oh, yeah. or they need to hope that one of these teams decide to release one of their football players, <laughs> and they clear waivers, and they're able to bring him on because uh, I worry about the secondary. I am more comfortable with Lenore right now after seeing what he did against the Rams than I was even a couple weeks ago, so I'm optimistic. But uh, it's nice being able to get defensive line help back, linebacker help back, because you know they're, they're, we're going to need their help to help the back end in the secondary, but it's good news. The four years are getting healthy. They have another week to get prepared for the Chargers and Warren. I'm excited about the rest of the season.
1: I'm I'm very excited. I mean, like this topic we're saying the reinforcements. I mean, as as the season goes on and we're starting to add some of these pieces that we lost early in the year. I mean, I wish we was getting Mosley back. I think he's like the only one we're not going to get back. Maybe Kinlaw, we'll see what, what happens, but
0: yeah, I'm not sure about Kinlaw. I have yeah. heard the same thing <clears> you <throat> did that he might not come back. Right. I don't know the details. I figure they'll decide that at some point. Um, But I mean, right now that he just doesn't use a roster spot. So they have availability, but uh, until they make another move, you have to think they think he's going to come back. Well,
1: I, I hope so. And if he's not going to come back, I hope that they would look at making that suit move. Yeah, so. no,
0: I'm with you. I think so. If 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 that doesn't happen, let, let's let's go get Indama Sue. Uh, I'm this year. I'm all about going in, I, all in. I mean, to be honest with you, I would have OBJ. I'd have Indama Sue.
1: Oh, you ready to just stack
0: it up? Oh yeah, we already said F them picks. <laughs> now F that cap. Let's like just get. Let's go for it, man. Let's make this thing happen.
1: I mean, you wouldn't got Christian McCaffrey, so I mean, I mean that seems like the theme of the season. So I mean, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. I mean, we've seen the Rams do it. You know the Rams went all in what last year. Yeah. So I mean, it worked. They got they got a ring. So I mean, if we're going all in, let's do it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the way the NFC is built, um besides Philadelphia, there everyone else is really beatable. And I think Philadelphia is going to find some lumps along the way. Mm-hmm. uh It's a very very winnable NFC, and I think all that that thought process for the Forty Nineers means you got to an easier road to get to the Super Bowl, and then you just gotta beat one team, you know, to get it done. And if you have the firepower to do it, uh, you go do it. But I think you might have to wait on we might have to wait on interior defensive line because Chargers don't exactly have the most dynamic run game. Cardinals don't exactly have the most dynamic run game. I don't know if you have to make a move on the interior defensive line. So they could wait on Ken Law and see where he's at before they decide to go another route.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree with what you're saying about the NFC as well. I mean, if you look at the landscape in the NFC, nobody really puts fear in you. I mean, the no. Cowboys don't. To me, even Philly doesn't even put fear in you because when you get in the playoffs, it's a whole nother season. It you is. know, it's 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 a whole nother ball. And if you look at that team in Philly, none of them has been in that situation in the playoffs. They haven't been in that that meat grinder, which which that December and January football is like, so any of the teams honestly the only team i really fear in in the nfc is tampa and that's if brady and they can get their issues together but they look like they're having they're a whole nother mess so their offensive
0: um, line is so bad yeah Uh, normally i would say that's a bad matchup for the 49ers but the fact their offensive line is so bad means warriors defense could probably shut down that tom brady offense
1: right right so i mean then like you said you get to the big game you got to win one game and it's I mean you're looking at Mahomes or Mahomes or Josh Allen. I mean, it's a tall task, but gotta get it done if you want to sit at the top of that hill.
0: That's true. I mean, that's the that's the case. You're gonna have to win that one game. Uh, but that's the good news, right? You only have to overcome them once. It's not the best of seven or anything like that. Right. Uh so yeah, but I'm excited for it. Chargers will be next week. Warren will be back next week and we'll go over who's gonna win that football game, go through some of the, you know, the key matchups between the two teams. I think that's exciting. Uh, but until next time, everybody, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy watching NFL football with no pressure before Naren's victory. Uh, and then we'll be back at it for the Chargers. But everyone, have a good one. Go Niners.
1: Niners.